Patriots. That's crazy. <laughs> so uh, let's get started. Let's get started. Yo, what's up, folks? What up? How it, y'all doing? What's up out there? How everybody enjoying their time? You know, hopefully everybody's relaxing, staying safe. Uh, it is another episode of See For Yourself podcast. Uh, shout out to all our listeners who've been rocking with us, who've been sharing our feedback. You know, we um, we love to hear that stuff. We love um, hearing you guys. Thank you for being consistent and listening to us. And we're going to continue giving you that fire, giving you that fire. Uh, and so what you been up to? I mean, it's been, you know, you it's kind of like the summertime, you know, it's winding down. There's a lot of, you know, things going on within our country. Uh, we got a new variant that's out there. Shout out um, to Deltas everywhere. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> right? Delta variant, you know, some of y'all going to catch that as y'all driving. Keep driving. You're going to catch it. Uh, you know, uh, co-host Lady DJ, she is a Delta all day. So is my wife, by the way. Shout all out day. to uh, Shout to my out wife. to the Soros out there. Yeah, I love y'all. You know, my <laughs> wife is a part. I love anything she's a part. So uh, I know she's dedicated, and, and, and so are you. Uh, so did y'all win a stroll contest recently? Yeah, it was random. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was not in it, um, but I was on, um, uh, we, the Greeks had uh, a cookout. Okay. Something, and they had a stroll off. And last minute, they was like, we need some Soros to uh, participate. Wow. And yeah, uh, one of my sores, two sores in my chapter um, came out. Shout out to my Neo that uh, stepped up, didn't learn it until five minutes before she got out there. She read it. <laughs> <She> read it. <laughs> and yeah, we wrecked the show like we do all the time. That's what's up. So for those of us, you know, for those listeners out there that don't really know what strolling is, can you kind of just, you know, in a couple words, tell them what strolling is. Uh, strolling is pretty much a a dance move in a line, Whoop, a line is. dance, a line dance for black folks. But it's it's <laughs> it's, it's uh it's like uh, I don't want to say calculated, um, but it's very organized, organized, <laughs> very organized, very organized, uh, matriculated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has so much more deeper history than what you're seeing. <laughs> we see the person. You know what I'm saying? I, and we're gonna get started here in a second. But you know, I I wanted to be a part of a, a, a Greek organization, uh-huh. but for the wrong reasons. I'm going to just come clean with you. Now, okay. I'm me, find me all day, so all of y'all out there listening, and I, and I don't have anything, but if y'all want to make me honorary, uh, <laughs> you know, you can find me, you know, in Charlotte, you know, get a hold of us, tag us, write a comment, do something. But anyways, I said that I only wanted to be a part because I just wanted, wanted to do to step. Step you and stroll step one time stroll. at a party. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to party hot one time. I wanted this party hot one time. You know, I don't want to hear the crowd go. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Y'all been, y'all seen these yeah. parties before. Y'all been on college campuses. Not even on hey, college campuses. It, 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 it gets live. It gets live. I'm like, yo, I want to be a part of that. I just want to go in and learn the steps. <laughs> like, you know, and teach me the, 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 the love that you guys give when you do the, um, the physical handshaking or the hugs and the whispering and things of that nature. And I mean, I'm not downplaying by any stretch of my, actually I honor that. I think that that is significant. I think that that, uh, speaks volumes to how connected that y'all are. So, but I'm just telling y'all, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be a part for the wrong reasons. So in life, don't be, you know, do things for the right reason. Cause if y'all would have had me, I'd be like, they'd be like, you just here for the stroll. Yeah. I'm just here for the stroll, man. You know, the party hop, I don't even want to say stroll because the thing with guys, we call it party hop. What is it? They call it a stroll too. Hop, strolls, yeah. Okay. All right. I, Depending I on who's sitting anywhere you located, it's a hop or a stroll. Okay. I feel my wife rising up in, in, in the back of her mind like, Better not <laughs> better say that terminology right. I got you, baby. I got, yeah. I got you, B. I got yeah, you. Yeah, she, 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 she. We good. Look, I'm glad you didn't join for the wrong reason. For the wrong reason. Um, but I, but I, I salute, you know, uh, to all the great organizations out there. Y'all are doing a great thing in the community. Keep it up. We need it. Um, you know, Most um, deaf, most deaf. We, we definitely need it in our community. So, y'all, we want to get right into it, right? So, um, today, in today's episode, we want to talk about uh, pain, dealing with pain and grief, right? Um, I think we did an episode before, you know, we called it masked off, but I think this particular episode is going to be a little bit different um, because, you know, we believe that a lot of people um, have, or I would say all, at some point in your life, you've dealt with uh, pain or you've dealt with grief. Um, you can fill in the blank to what those causes may be. It may be a loss of a family member, 
Uh, it may be a relationship that ended. It may be a friend that turned its back on you. It may have been an illness that struck your body. Uh, it could have been the a leader or pastor at church that didn't live up to the expectations that you had set for him. Uh, there could be so many different things that cause pain or cause grief. And we're going to elaborate on the differences. Um, but I want to throw out there uh, to you is... Is there a difference between pain and grief? Pain, it hurts regardless. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, it hurts regardless. So I don't think it's it's a difference in the magnitude of how it affects you. Um, and what type, depending on what you consider hurt and what you consider grief. Grief can mean somebody dying and hurt can mean that somebody hit you. Yeah. Um, so it can go twofold, like. They're both interchangeable. Right. So. And, and I, w- I would say the same thing. I would say almost that grief could potentially be a byproduct of pain. Right. Um, I think a lot of times, uh, depending on the situation mm-hmm. and depending on what's happening, I think there's also a lot of misconceptions out there when it comes to uh, grief and pain. Um, and it really kind of circles around or uh, goes around that mental health aspect. Um, I think one of the biggest misconceptions is is time heals all wounds, all wounds. right? And 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 that's not correct, right? <laughs> you know, in the physical form, when we fall off our bike, you know, what I'm saying if you get stabbed, you get shot, and you're uh, blessed to be able to recover, your your body goes through a process, right? right? And it's it's a grieving physical. process, a grieving process, right? You know, because you've seen it before. You had scabs when you were younger, or maybe even now. Somebody be like, "Hey, what happened to you?" It's right. It's seen. Right. So it's visible to the eye. You can notice it. Um, but the body physically goes through a process to be able to get back. And in some cases, it never gets back to the its original form. Like it right leaves now, a scar. It leaves a scar. To remind you of the pain that you've been through. Right. Right. So th- there is a process. And, and I think sometimes and what we really want to get into is I think sometimes um, – we are taught, especially in the black community, because of our heritage and because of slavery, that we had to be able to deal with pain. And I think that sometimes, you know, within certain households, not all, not all, for y'all that are listening <laughs> out there, not all, um, but it's it's almost looked down upon. Taboo. Taboo, yeah, to be able to talk about it or um, say, you know, just give it to God. And that's true. We got to be able to give it to to God, he is the ultimate sustainer, but the word is a life book, right? Which means it's um, designed for situations and life experiences that we may go through. Mm-hmm. So it is for a purpose because we already know that we're going to go through that process at some point in our life of pain or grief for that matter. And I, I really want to unpack today for that person that has been carrying, you know, the pain, whether it be the pain from um, your father or your parent or mother uh, that's built up inside of you and you just feel like, man, I am harboring this thing and it is now starting to take effect in other areas of my life. Uh, I really want to help that person to be able to process and being able to deal with that. And I think probably the first thing, and I'm going to throw it to you here in a second, is I think the first thing that we've got to really be able to do is acknowledge that it's there, Right. Um, acknowledge that is there. And I I think that's one of the hardest parts, right? Because we got fear, right? That props up that if I say this, I'll be looked at differently. I'll be looked at differently. I'll be treated differently. I'll be treated differently. Like, Hey, you supposed to get past it. You supposed to just keep praying about it. Yes. I supposed to keep praying about it, but at the same time, there's some other work that's required around it. Counseling, Right. right? Therapy. Right. Um, but those are some some misnomers that sometimes if we say those words, it's it's like, yeah. wow. And yeah. there's no timetable to the healing or the grieving process. I agree. Our Each individual has their own process and their timetable of winning. Um, one thing that um, I know with death is it's an everyday thing. You're always if you're on social media, you're seeing rest in peace all the time to somebody Um, And I know when my grandmother passed, um, a lot of messages that I got was, I know how you feel. Um, My grandmother passed too. And I think that triggered a lot of emotions because I had, no one else had the relationship that I had with my grandmother. So no one can feel how I felt. They can empathize with me, but they couldn't feel it. And they put a timetable on how I was supposed to act. 
when I was supposed to show my emotions, all that type of stuff. So I think um, when you're going through grieving processes, you have to take care of yourself. Right. To uh, be able to cancel out a lot of noise from other people to tell you how to navigate through your grieving process. I agree. Uh, I agree 100%. And you said a key thing right there is that um, sometimes people will say, I understand. Right. I understand what you're going through. It's going to get better. Mm -hmm. And though you may have lived through my same situation uh, of it happening, of losing a loved one, no exact situation is the same. Right. And I think that sometimes we put it and we make it general. And it's not used to saying just lame. We don't think about that. We just used to. I understand. And no, you don't understand. You can imagine what it could be like, but you don't necessarily understand. And I think the other thing is, is. That sometimes I believe that people like, man, you, you just got to get, you got to you got to get through it. You got to keep waking up. up. You got to get up. You got to fight it every day. You got to win. Don't let this thing beat you. And, and I'm not saying for those of us who are going through pain and grief to want, not want you, it. you said, a, you said a thing that I really want to kind of sit, you know, sit down on it real quick. You said that we don't necessarily want you to sympathize, but we want you to empathize. Mm-hmm. I don't need you to feel sympathy for me because I understand that there are other people going through that. Right. But I need you to empathize with me. And it says that, you know what? I, I, I kind of feel what they're, that this is a process. This is something that has blindsided them because sometimes in life, those things that have caused us pain or we felt grief of those things have blindsided us, whether it blindsides you or whether it's expected or not, the There's feeling no, is ultimately yeah. the, the same. Yeah, you can't plan how your feelings no, will no, react no. to any any type of loss or pain. No, absolutely not. Um, the next thing that I that I, I kind of want to talk about is pain uh, is physical. Uh, I believe grief more so leans towards mental, emotional, and psychological. Right. When you're going through grief, um, pain is sometimes that is, hey, you know what? Uh, you've been in a relationship, right, for five years with your boo. I'm not saying you, uh, but, you know, and then, you <laughs> no know, no boo, guys. no <laughs> boo. <laughs> but for some reason, uh, it goes south. Right. Y'all break up. We just not seeing eye to eye, maybe cheating. Occur. Who knows? You fill in the blank to what it is. Um, I think that that is a pain that potentially at some point that you uh, can heal from. Right. When we talk about the loss of somebody like a mother, father or a a loved one or a friend. I don't know if that ever goes away. I think that you learn how to be able to cope with it. Right. Let's go back to the example that we gave. You fell off your bike. You got shot. You got stabbed. That wound is going to be it's going to be there. Mm -hmm. Right. It never goes away. But you have now adjusted to life and your body being with that particular wound on. Right. And sometimes there are times where there could be uh, take me back moments where you in the mirror and you putting on you start, man, I was in a club and I got shot, man. That was like my life flashed before my eyes. It can take you somewhere. Um, So I I think what I'm trying to say is, you know, um, and and I'm I'm getting elongated (laughs) here. But what I I think what I'm trying to say is, is that um, we've got to we've got to understand the difference between the two. We've got to be able to acknowledge that it is there um, because I think the hiding um, only deepens the process. The hiding deepens the process, right? Because if I hide it from you and I try to mask it and I try to go on work um, and I may be able to do that, but at some point somebody strikes a nerve, right? I'm just not feeling it today. I wake up out of the bed and I'm literally like, I, I cannot do this today. I can't think. I can't talk. I don't even want to go to work. I don't even want to see people, right? Because now, for some reason, my mind went there. Something triggered there. And now I start to be able to um, have it exude from me. And now I'm affecting somebody else. And I was just getting ready to hit that. Um, I know in the black community, something that we all do is yeah. sweep it under the rug. That's yeah. a term we that, that. We, we're taught. We taught that. Sweep it under the rug. Don't don't talk about it. Right. Um, and I know um, in this age, we're all trying, we're everybody's saying I'm getting healed yeah. from removing myself from toxic relationships. And I know that when you're in that, once you want to get healed, you, re, you see those bursts of when the triggers hit. Yeah. Um, 
and you mentioned being when you hide it or deep in the womb. Yeah. Um, it comes out of nowhere. Right. When just somebody can just say hi, you weren't feeling it. Right. And you just exude that energy from some five years ago onto somebody that had nothing to do with it. And all they were doing is just saying hi to you. Right. So, yeah. It it comes out. It does. Eventually. It does. It, it it will come out. And I'm talking to, you know, we're talking to a, a lot of people out there that um, maybe you've been taught that this is the way that I've got to hold it in and I've got to be tough. Right. Especially with males. Right. Right. You can't be able to show that <laughs> you got to be able to stand up. You got to be able to take it. You know, don't show no sign of weakness. Right. But I think that sometimes. Um, by us listening to those things that have been instilled to us, they're detrimental to us being able to get through the process of dealing with or navigating through pain and grief. You know, the other thing I want to say is uh, for all of us out there who have felt it, who are currently feeling it right now, I believe that it's a part of your purpose and your destiny. And I know we just jumped across the field real quick. You know what I'm saying? They're like, how are they going to go Come from? Come on back. We're coming back. We're coming back. I just want to kind of just, we, we, we jumped around a little bit. I just want to kind of let you know that what you're going through, what you have experienced, um, that is a part of the purpose, right? You There is never any progress without pain, right? Just think in life, and, and we've said this before, of how you grow, you know, in, in growth spurts. And sometimes your body feels it, right, when you're growing. So it, it is a part of the process. Um, I want those who are listening out there to be able to know that, like, it didn't, it didn't just happen by happenstance. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, it's a part of your growth process. It's a part of your journey. So don't hide it in. Don't mask it in. Uh, don't listen to those people like, you know, um, EJ just said with the outside noise. Being able to know that, okay, I had to go through this pain for a reason. That there's reason behind it. That there's purpose behind it, right? Mm-hmm. That God is trying to be able to show me something. I'm not telling you that it's going to be a cakewalk. I'm not telling you that it leaves overnight. But I'm telling you that it is a requirement for you to be able to get through the next level. And I know some of us may not be able to receive it. Some of us may not be able to hear that uh, because it's tough. But it is necessary to be able to push and, and, and live out the destiny that and purpose that is on your life. And to do that, we have to, again, like you said, first, acknowledge it. Got to. Got to acknowledge it. And sometimes the people that are in our circles are acknowledging it for us. Right. Something wrong with you, girl. Like, yeah. <laughs> they they give you those clues, and sometimes we're bullheaded to not accept those clues. Yeah. Um, because we're still dealing with that pain and not wanting to acknowledge it. So acknowledging that pain, that suffering, it's key to being able to move on and live in your purpose because you never know if your grief is holding you back from some type of position that you are fearful into to walking into. Right. So sometimes it can serve as uh, a distraction. Um, Not that it doesn't hurt, not that you're not dealing with it, not that you're not going to be able to walk it out, but sometimes we get stuck there. Right. Right. And there's no timetable. Let's let, please hear that. There is no, no timetable. Time so nobody is saying that we have to get over it like tomorrow or we have to get over it in months because we just used, you know, for an example, uh, I'll, I'll share this. And, um, you know, obviously my wife, um, she lost uh, her father to, you know, ALS. Mm. Um, and, and that was a obviously losing a parent is a very, very hard process, something that I didn't even I knew nothing about. Um, and trying to help her to navigate through that. I didn't even know what to say, to be honest with you. Right. Because I had never, I've lost loved ones, but not yeah. one that had birthed me into the world, you know, mm-hmm. at that moment in time. And so she 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 went through this and, 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 and she would often say, you know, am, am I crazy for feeling like this? Should I be over this? Um, why does people asking me like, you know, um, are you okay? Are you, you know, are you processing this? I think sometimes you need space, Right. And I think that sometimes you've got to be able to understand, going back to what I said a little bit earlier, that the process or the pain of losing someone that's that close, it's never going to necessarily leave you. 
So for those people that sound like, girl, you got this and, you know, it's going to be fine. When are you going to get past this? And he lived his life. He made his impact <laughs> on you. And you know, I'm telling you, this is real talk. Some oh, people I know. say this stuff. And I, I know it know. sounds insensitive. It's, it's very insensitive. But people but, but say people this say stuff. That. Like, you know, like, get over <laughs> it. I lost a loved one. I processed through yeah. it. You need to be able to do the same thing. And I think that sometimes we've got to be able to um, discern when we're going through the process of pain and grief, how to step away, how to step away and who to be able to have in your ear from a credible other standpoint. Because if you don't, I I think that that process is a journey that you cannot walk alone. I think there are steps Mm -hmm. in that process that you have to be alone because God is trying to show you something and he's trying to build you up. But I think that throughout that process, as it, as it plays out that you're going to need credible others you're going to need people in your corner that is understanding and is trying to to lift up your arms and, and keep you uh composed you and, know, learn and, you. That's and learn a, you absolutely you're changing during that grieving process absolutely because if you've lost a loved one that was very significant of significant in your life everything has changed at that moment yeah how you feel about people probably has changed because of that one person i agree so, yeah, being able to have people in your life that understands or wants to understand your thoughts at that moment of what you're actually going through, especially for individuals that aren't very expressive. Because mm-hmm. once they lose somebody or lose something that's very significant with them, it's hard to be expressive. Right. And sometimes that's they get silent. And I'm, I speak for myself because I'm not very expressive on my end. So when I'm, when I have loss in my life, whether it be job, friendship or family death in some type of way, I, I withdraw from everything. Wow. And some people can't understand that. Right. Like it's, I know when back in 2016 of January, my uncle passed away. February, my grandfather passed away. Yeah. March, my dog got stolen. (laughs) Uh, April, I moved away from Kansas City to Charlotte. So I lost some relationships in the move. May, my grandmother died. June, my uncle died. July, my uncle died. Like, I was in a dark place and not having people around me that was willing to understand or learn that she ain't good right now. Like she does not know how to comprehend all of this loss at one time. Yeah, it's so a lot. It it was just compounding. Right. So yeah, that grieving process is still grief. I'm still grieving. Right. From all of that. So it's definitely you got to have those people around you that wants to be like, hey, let's do something. Like it doesn't have to be crazy. You can just be chilling at the house. Right. Just come by. She may just need somebody in the house around that time. So. Yeah. And I want to say this, that, you know, pain and grief, that's a heavy weight to be able to carry. Right. And some of us, um, depending on, you know, how experienced that we are or depending on what it is, um, sometimes we just don't know how to be like release it. You know, like we're bubbling over. I think even, you know, in in giving your examples, you, you withdrew yourself. Right. It was a heavy weight, but you had others to kind of help you to say, hey, listen, I'm here. If you right. want to kind of unload some of this, I'm not telling you that I understand. Right. But if I can help you unload and put you in a place that gets your mind off of your pain. Right. I'm not saying ignore that it's there. Right. Because we acknowledging. Yeah. Right. And the first thing is acknowledging. And then we now have to begin to process through it. Well, how do we process through it? I, I want to kind of get that because uh, for those who may um, be churchmen or church ladies. Um, and they say, you know, man, listen, you know, just pray about it. You know, got to take care of it. Just pray about it. You'll be, you'll be fine. I needed more than prayer. Okay. Um, and being one that was in the church heavily and then, um, and during that time moving away from my church home and then moving to Charlotte, I had not joined the Mount yet. So, I was doing ministry and no one discerned that I was not okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. So going through that process, I had to try to figure out how to go through that process alone first. Okay. And then create 
those relationships or go back to relationships and let them know, hey, this is what I've been going through this right. whole time. Right. And not that you ignored it. You may I may have been standoffish and you didn't know what was going on, but this is why I was acting this way. So that was my process. I had to have a lot of alone time. Okay. I started solo travel during that time. Like I did not want to stay in the house. So every weekend I was on the highway going somewhere. So would you say, you know, processing or being able to navigate through pain and grief, um, would you say to someone um, that they can handle it on, on their own? Are, are there times where you should, you should carry it on your own? That's, I there think are I'm times when you should carry it on your own, but I don't think I should have carried that on my own. Okay. Because again, I long gated the healing process. Okay. Um, again, I'm still grieving over some stuff that I did not acknowledge. I acknowledge all the deaths. Yeah. But I did not acknowledge how all those things that changed in that one short span of time, how that affected me. I acknowledged the death, but I did not acknowledge what it did to me. Right. I just kept moving. Right. Or attempted to keep moving as if, okay, everything, was everything normal. is normal. Yeah. Death happens. Right. I lose friends. I lose jobs. Like, that's supposed to happen in life. But because it never happened before in my life, I wasn't aware of how to navigate the area. So for me, I I don't suggest doing that on your own because okay. <laughs> it was hard. Right, right, right. <laughs> and when it hit, when it overflowed, it was bad. Right. And you didn't necessarily have anybody there at that moment because you had started the process. I was transitioning. So I was on the other side of the country while my whole family was on the other side. Wow. So not only did they not pick it up, now you have removed yourself I from remember. that particular location. Yep. And um, you're still carrying that same weight. Yep. Wow. So for, th for those are out there, uh, I, I think she said it best. You know, um, I think there's a point where you come to the understanding uh, within yourself that, hey, you know, I am once again the acknowledgement portion. I'm dealing with this. But I think the next portion of it is being able to process. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, how do I process that? Right. How do I begin to, um, you know, even some of those that I see as credible others, they don't really understand it. You know, so I would say uh, on top of prayer, because I, I think we said this before, prayer is needed. But I think that in some terms that we've got to have a counseling process, therapy process. You know, I know that all of us um, or some of us have seen the awareness that is popping up about mental health. Um, but I think that a lot of the mental health is triggered through that form, right? right. It's grief, it's life events that trauma, I did, trauma everything. that I didn't fully uh, was able to communicate because I didn't know how. Yep. You know, a lot of us don't know how to be able to communicate. I'm hurting. And that's, know? it's like a tree, like it or plant a seed and it, spreads right so absolutely. it shows itself in different manners maybe some your grandmother died over here but there's a branch that it's it just triggers another branch of something else right out of you right you know we've seen it before even play out i think that's a real life situation that happens every day i lose someone or a situation or a relationship got canceled and it's not there anymore and i become vulnerable right because I'm weakened by the blow. Right. But because I won't necessarily process or acknowledge the blow that it hit me uh, because I've got to be able to prove to people or right. that person, I'm all right. I'm good. I can do better. I can do better. I'm good. <laughs> oh, that ain't nothing. I'm moving on. I'm, I'm doing bigger and better. Right. Knowing all the long that I'm, this was a, it was a major hit. Yeah. It was a major setback for me, you know? And, and I think that sometimes we just get caught up of trying to be so strong you know, and, and represent ourselves so well uh, and be so put together. But it's okay to be able to say that I'm not okay, right? It's it's totally okay to be able to say that. It's totally okay to be able to say I'm upset. You know, God gave us emotions, right? Yeah. But those people say, well, you know, God, that ain't of God. He gave us these emotions. He made us to bleed, you know, when things and pains strike our body. He made us to be able to cry because when we get saddened or we feel pain or grief, we sometimes shed tears. So I want to get off of all of that, that, no, don't, don't, don't express that self. You know, God's got it. Yes, he does have it. We can acknowledge that. Let's get that off of one. 
Jesus wept. Absolutely he did. That was my favorite Bible verse. <laughs> Yours too? Right, yeah, at church. You know, when they bring you up to the altar and all the youth, and you'd be like, oh, you go around and say the Bible verses, Jesus wept. I'm out, got first. Got him, got him. What you got to say? Took your Bible verse, didn't they? Hey, <laughs> hey, I, I, that's one of my favorites. And ironically, we was talking about Greek life. When Short story, when me and my line sisters used to get together, We'll pray before we meet up. Okay. Um, and one of my line sisters, she prays like she's getting ready to preach. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> so sermonette. It, sermonette. Yeah. So uh, one one night I was just like, I got it. We held hands and I was just like, Jesus wept. Amen. <laughs> 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 and they, hey, let's go. Hey, we got to go. It was a prayer. We didn't say how long. We didn't say that it needed to be this certain amount of words. And that's a that's an even larger point. Sometimes we just make things so much bigger yeah. and draw it out than than what it is. You got an assignment. Hey, Jesus well. Jesus well. Give me a verse. Jesus well. <laughs> but no, and thank you for sharing that story. But I think that it's 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 crazy how we think that um the the spiritual side and, and, and the physical side don't coincide. And what I mean by that is is our body goes through growing pains and we feel this spiritually and emotionally and psychologically, those same things happen. Right. So don't tell me that I don't need to feel that way. Don't tell me that, you know what, just, you know, pray to God. That's great advice. Keep praying to God. But at the same time, you've got to be able to deal with um, the steps of pain and grief. And it's hard, y'all. It's tough. That's when you use your wisdom. Like, uh, with me, I didn't start therapy until three years later right. when I had a burst. Right. Um, but I am a huge advocate of therapy and Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> a huge Add them ad- together. Yeah. yeah. I, I am a huge advocate for it. And it's it's needed um, to be able to dissect everything from the root of the root of it all. Right. Why, why do you do this? Why right. does this trigger you? Where does it come Where from? Where does it come from? Right. Yeah. And I think it's the acknowledgement and then I think it's the why. Yeah. Of learning what the why is. And I don't think that that just happens like, boom, there it is. I think that you have to be intentional about searching for what the why. Right. I f- I'm feeling like this because... Where does, what does it stem from? You know, for one of the things that, you know, and I'll share this and I'll be transparent is... Obviously, uh, my uh, biological father, um, he, he I, I never got to, to know him because mm-hmm. he was incarcerated, right? Uh, I have no memories whatsoever. I actually met him when I was 16, maybe. I want to say, I think I was a junior in high school, somewhere in that nature. Um, he had been incarcerated, and I kind of was in between. I didn't know who my biological father was, I thought it was this one person. I mean, let me not say that for y'all start judging. What do you mean? You know, what is mama doing? Yeah, they were running them streets. No, don't mama you dare talk about my mom. I'm just playing. I come through this microphone. Don't you dare talk about my mom. Mom's not for the my mama. No, but real talk. So I, I thought it was this particular person, mm-hmm. right? Um, however, it was the individual that's my actual one. I didn't know. And so um, fast forward when I'm 16, I, there was a blood test that was ordered that he ordered from imprisonment to have a blood test done because I, I, he wanted to establish some relationship. And obviously my grandmother and, and my grandfather, he wanted them to be able to reconnect with me. So gotcha. I'm, I, I know I'm not out yet, but I want you to be able to have a relationship and kind of set the stage for when I'll be able to get out. And so, um, you know, years, you know, go by. Um, he gets out and we're, we're trying that whole relationship thing. Right. Um, but once again, it's a place of um, it's new for me. Right. Right. It's, it's not new because God sent me somebody uh, that had already that he had embraced to be able to uh, be that role in my life. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I, I've got somebody at that point that has really taken over and who I say is my dad now, though we may not biologically be there, but, but I'm, I'm trying to get to a point. So, um, he comes out, he's good. You know, he's trying to establish the relationship. He's not able to stay consistent, right? Just because life issues, things happen. He's not able to stay consistent. I'm sure that triggered you. 
and, and it it triggered me Eve, without me knowing without it though, you knowing right? Because people you be didn't like, have a relationship with him. So I didn't have a relationship. That, how is that so triggering so Brandy you? would ask me. My wife would ask me. People would ask me like, man, like how how you feel about that? I'm like, I don't feel anything about that because I never had a relationship, so I'm not missing anything that I did not have. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what I'm telling myself. I'm selling myself that story right. that you know what I'm you know I'm, I'm cool. Good. I'm good. I'm I'm not even worried about it. I, I never. He was never a part for me to be able to consider. So that's why I don't call him. That's why we don't necessarily have that relationship. And as time grew on, and even to this day, um, I think certain moments, the pain comes from once you've you've lived through something, and we all make mistakes, right? And mm-hmm. we've got to have consequences for that. Right. But when you get a second chance at something, and you bomb it, and and you and I'm not saying that it was perfect because it takes two. Yeah. Because just like he can be able to reach out, and this is not a bashing session, but I'm trying to show you that there was a root of of pain that was in me that I was refusing to admit was there because I had sold myself to believe that you never really had a relationship, but I could go back to times before God sent me um, who is in the representation of my dad now where there would be certain events in school when I was in like elementary school and I couldn't be able to, I couldn't identify and I couldn't say, Oh yeah. Why is your last name the same as your mother's Mm. and not your father's? Now we know that that has become common in some cases, not normal, but that has become, you know, common and well, we never seen your dad before. Well, I never seen him either that I can remember. Right. Mm-hmm. And so certain things, you know, even in it inspired me, you know, with my kids to make sure that I was ever present. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I got everything right. Um, I still made mistakes along the way. But it just the more and more I said it was not there, the more and more it was building up inside of me. to it would get to some points when people would talk about it and I would just kind of go in. Like, drop it. Don't say nothing else about it. Why are you asking about this individual? That person is not a factor. That I believe that person is a good. I wish no ill will on them. But why are we talking about it? That's why we don't talk. And I, and I force myself into believe that. And I think that that's a lot of us, you know, in various situations that cause it, that we, we suppress it so much that we actually believe what we suppress. What yep. we suppress. Like, it's really not there. Well, we create those stories, too. Not I, just suppressing, we create a whole different story. We of do how things went down. We do, and, and it's and sometimes it's so far from the truth, <laughs> and it's not like you even intentionally meant to lie. You but just, you have you have you have developed a coping mechanism, yep. to help you to be able to get through it, and you tell it this way. And we dream as kids because that's what you want that you want that. So you had a dream, and and it was just like it, I, I never I, I got it later in life. Than what I had expected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so um, it, it, it came to a point where, um, you know, um, my aunt reached out, which is his sister. It was like, hey, listen, you know, we all make mistakes. And, you know, if you're upset about it, he's willing to, you know, to be able to talk to you. And I'm like, well, you, we don't need to talk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 it's good. It's not like that. I'm not intentionally not calling them. But if a person is not a part of your day-to-day process. You're not thinking about it. I'm not even thinking about it. Right. But why am I not thinking about it? Because have I have I stored it in a place where it's like, man, I don't even want to think about him. I don't even want to think about that relationship. Mm-hmm. And even now, I'm trying to be able to work through some of the areas, you know, um, of that pain. Because I have to realize that it is there, right? Um, is it to the the highest level, right? Because each and every person, it, it's different, yeah. right? It hits you different. Your pain tolerance, you know, <laughs> is different, if I can use that terminology. And so... Um, to someone that is that is out there, um, don't don't suppress, don't create a different story than what it is to be able to make um, it go down smoother and, and, and you to be able to live your life. I'm I'm coming to the point coming, which is mean I'm in the process of of being able to come to the point and and and, and asking. Why were you incarcerated? I've heard the stories. I've got. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of know, hear it from but him. I want to hear it from your voice. What was your What was your mind thinking when you got out? What when you were in things like that? Because I'm searching for the why, right? Mm-hmm. And if I can get to the why, I think that helps me to be able to repair our relationship. Yeah, which helps me to be able to process and eventually heal from the pain that I felt over 
the years yeah. that I refuse to believe that was there. And just to piggyback on your story, um, because how we deal with pain affects how the steps further. Yeah. So how does your relationship with your father affect your father's relationship with your his grandchildren? Right. It's, it's interesting <laughs> that you should raise that up because it gets awkward. Yeah. Right. In in certain situations, um, I never one specific situation where we were in town. I was staying with my aunt, which is his sister, obviously, and he came over and he saw I had the kids with me, mm-hmm. and he gave them all like kisses and, and things, and and they don't really know him; they know of him, right? Right. Because I refuse to not even mention that this person who gave you wouldn't be here if it wasn't for right. this man. Acknowledge the position. Right. Exactly. They yeah. Never teach them anything bad. No disrespect. Not even playing that game. Mm-hmm. Real talk. But it was. They looked at me and they were like, kind of like, what? What are we supposed to do? Or what are we supposed? What do to we say? call them? Right. Yeah. Because um, you you have bled on us unintentionally to the point where it's kind of like we kind of scared. We don't know what to say to them. Call them how we should feel and things like that. Because I haven't processed that. And now they are starting to have to deal with some of the things because they play a role the in this, overflow. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's the overflow. They play a role in this, right? Because mm-hmm. that is his grandson. Right. Right. And they get, they deserve the right to be able to know, but I, or we sometimes stand as the block, right? Yeah. We become, we become, <laughs> the pain has now become a block. Right. You know, the grief has now become a block for other areas or other people in your life that need to be, to need to have that connection point. And so I, I, I think that's key. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think you brought up you brought up you brought up a key thing because I'm thinking like because it happens so it's all you never know who um has a absentee father or absentee mother and they correct themselves yeah they find their convictions and they want to come back and be in your life and you have children husband wife whatever yeah. it may be and we stop them from having a relationship with them because they didn't have that relationship with us. Right. And I think that's where he is. Yeah. I think that he wants that. And I think that sometimes the healing to your pain is the thing that you're refusing to let happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The healing to your pain is sometimes the very thing that you're refusing to let happen because that thing is stored so deep in you. The answer or the remedy or the, the healing mechanism to it or the conduit for it is actually there. Yeah. Right. But because... I still want to hold on. I, 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 not that I'm being petty, but because I have refused to acknowledge it, I refuse to kind of work my way and process through it, which is the second thing. It has now caused an ending that doesn't necessarily have to be or, or last as long as it has to last. Right. And so I think that that's kind of where I'm going to just be real with you. I think that's kind of where I am because I think on his end, um, he's trying to say like, listen, man, I don't did all I can do. Like, I, I mean, what's, what you want, man? <laughs> you know, and it's not that I want anything. Yeah. I don't want you to say anything. I just think that it's kind of, I've got to see it in your actions. Yeah. And it can't be sporadic. Right. It, it has to be consistent, right, of me showing. Because we can say a lot of things. Right. Real talk. Like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. We good. I'm going to talk it through. But what does your action say? You know, and I know we've kind of gotten off, but I think that we this was something that needs to be talked about. That sometimes that it's it's so ingrained inside of us that we refuse. We have even bought in that this thing never happened. I don't even want to explore it. And so, um, you know, I'm processing through that. But I think my processing happens um, with me taking action mm-hmm. because I've got to do my part as well. Right. Right. I've got to be able to communicate. Right. That and this is what I felt what, because what you want from him. Right. I can't expect you to know that you hurt me. Right. That's assumptive. Shame on us for those individuals of all of us out there uh, that have been hurt or dealt with grief and things of that nature, that the potential person or situation or thing that hurt you, they know about it. They don't know about or it. Or they did it intentionally. Or they did it intentionally. So I'm I, sure your father didn't do what he did intentionally to hurt you. No, I don't think that he did. Yeah. I think there was just some lack of just, maturity yeah. and decision making. And we've all made bad decisions. And some of us, he, got caught. he, he just got caught, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, and, and in his case, it wasn't even a caught. I believe that uh, it was an example. 
Um, and it was made out to my understanding. Once again, I have not heard it from the horse's mouth. Y'all mm-hmm. pray for me uh, as I process through this is real talk, yeah. um, you know, through that portion of my life and being able to, 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 to deal with that pain, you know, I'm acknowledging it because for a while I'm like, man, it, it's just, why are we talking about this? Like he this, ain't been around this. Long, right. So, so why we need, why would I be paying if he ain't really been around? And that's crazy. Cause I'm sure Brandy probably brought it up so much. Because she had a father in her life. Right. So she she didn't know what it was like trying to understand you. Right. How am I supposed to love you in this way when you didn't have that father? Let's talk about your father. How did that relationship go? Let's create or build up that relationship. And she saw some things that I couldn't see because she was on the outside. Right. And 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 part and, and hopefully this helps some. Sometimes your credible others, your spouse or whoever, they see. they see things on the outside that you can't see because you when you're in it, it's hard to be able to see anything but being in it and being able to deal with it head on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they see like your reactions, yeah. your temperament, how you respond in certain situations when you bring up this conversation. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's imperative to be able to listen to those that, you know, are credible others. So we got acknowledge. Right. To be able to acknowledge and come to grips that this is hurting. It's me. hurting. Yeah. Next is going to be the why. The why. Yeah. Why am I feeling like this? Can I communicate to that person, that individual, to myself? This is where it came from. Yep. This is where it came from. Mm-hmm. And, and and once I've I, I figured out my why. Now I can begin to communicate to though to the avenue of help, right? right? And there's multiple avenues, right? You we we mentioned counseling, therapy, whether that's through um, pastoral leadership for those of us who <clears throat> that have trust in there, you know, through you know counseling agency, through um, Christian psychologists, or uh, a lot of different other avenues that are out there that can be able to help. Our, our our main reason behind being able to talk about this topic is we don't want you waiting. We don't want you weighted down. Right. We want you to have the ability to be able to, to to be loose, to be able to get all those things that you are going after. And sometimes we're not able to get to the things that God has called for us, assigned for us uh, and ordained for us because we're carrying so much carrying baggage. Weight. We're carrying that weight and we refuse to be able to deal with. We refuse to be able to acknowledge this is hurting me. And then what happens is it becomes contaminating. Right. It becomes toxic, toxic. It becomes yes. toxic and it's now starting to affect those that you love, those that you care about. So we have to be able to acknowledge it. We have to be able to find the why and process it and then process it. Right. And understanding that the pain is the is a part of progress. Part of it. It's required for advancement because I believe that firmly you going through and processing and going through grief it becomes a testament or a testimony to someone else. God never allows things to be able to happen um, just because, right? right? And in our human sense, we often question them because it's so uh, damaging. And it cuts deep. Sometimes it's extremely and it's tr- dramatic. And extremely dramatic. <laughs> extremely dramatic. And we lose sight of everything else that's going around right. us. Um, well, he's still blessing no, regardless. No, regardless. Things are still happening while we're in our, our focal point of just looking at what our situation is he's still doing so much around us that we are losing focus of those things absolutely oh yeah you know and and so just just know uh that there is purpose for the pain uh and it's required you know for those of you out there it's necessary it's necessary it's necessary you know there, there was a song no pain no gain you know when it used to come on you know those commercials that give you the snippets of like these cds and they give you the top songs they'd be old songs and i just remember Hearing no that pain, song, no pain, no, no game. Hey, see, somebody will watch, <laughs> up late watching TV, but it's it's true, you know. Yeah, it's, it's it's and and I don't want to make light of it, but it's it's required, you know. And so, um, hopefully, you know, you know, this discussion, this dialogue, help you to be able to identify those things. If you are experiencing pain right now, if you are experiencing grief, know that it's okay to not be okay. Uh, but as we stated earlier in the conversation. It's not okay to necessarily stay there, stay there. in some instances um, and scenarios that happen in life. And so um, we can say a lot about that. Our recommendations, you know, as experts is to 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 once you process it, seek a trusted outside source. Right. Yeah. 
and begin to feed yourself with those things that help bring you back and, and, and release those things, whether that is, you know, yoga, right? Yeah. To put you in a posture so that you can, you can now begin to relax, relax, release and release and relate. Yeah. Like boom. I, R3. Yeah. yeah. No timetable either. If you, what your timetable is, is not what my time timetable is. So, right. um, don't allow someone to tell you to get over it. Right. Um, we want you to process it. Got to process it. Process it. Time does not heal all wounds. The biggest misconception is there is there and it's there for a reason <laughs> acknowledge it. look at it from time to time and think about what you did to get there and how you what how you are right now in this place right yeah think about the path that you've gone because you're not still there no it's just a mark celebrate you yeah. being able to get get through something yeah because i'm quite sure that wasn't this may not have been the first time that you have experienced that right. it may be to a different level right but celebrate being able to overcome those things and check back in the evidence manual that if god brought me through this yes and and he put people around me to get through this then he will do it again he'll do it again he'll do it again so yeah. be encouraged y'all uh know that you are not in this thing by yourself don't give up you know uh don't let your pain um incarcerate you you know um and so uh just stay encouraged like we can tell you all of the stuff we can tell you all and, of and it. it's great stuff y'all we can tell you our experiences we can tell you our experiences yeah, we can tell you who to see as possible but you but the reality see it for yourself you gotta see for yourself hey i'm ej i'm mike hey make sure you are following us at the mount charlotte on facebook MountMTCLT hey. on Instagram. Boom! And we got a YouTube channel too. We hey, need at least check. 50 subscribers. <laughs> so we can start going live on that thing. Check us out, y'all. Every Follow Sunday, us. 9 a.m. Please. Yep. And make sure you share the podcast, See For Yourself podcast. We're going to keep bringing, bringing you energy and talking about practical things that we know that we all are dealing with. Not just you, but all. So you are not by yourself. Y'all take care. We'll see you soon. And remember, you got to go see for yourself. Holla. Peace.